So the first slide, it's a summary of all the different drugs that you have to know. I put the stars on the first slide, which means you won't see the stars on the other slide. And um, these are the different drugs that are used to treat epilepsy. And as you can see, there are different uh, mechanisms of action. The first uh, mechanism of action is an inhibition of the sodium channel. So if you remember what Dr. Tang says, is like during a seizure, your brain, like the neurons are firing up and you want to slow down that process. And um, during the action potential, there are two major uh, channels that are active. The first channel is the calcium channels, and then the second one is the sodium channels. And those ch sodium channels just prolong the, the action potential. And so if you want to uh, reduce the uh, overactivity of the neuron, you just want to inhibit those uh, sodium channels. And so among the sodium channel um, inhibitor, you have phenytoin, which is an old anti-epileptic and I will talk after, you know, uh, about each individual agent and which one are the old anti-epileptic and the newer one and what is the benefit between the older one and the newer one. So phenytoin, carbamazepine are, are old one. Then you have lamotrigine, <coughs> which is a newer one. Valproic acid, it's an old one. And valproic acid not only acts on the sodium channel, but it also acts on the calcium channel. So it has two different um, targets. And then you have uh, topiramate, well, this is a newer one. Uh, agent that inhibits the calcium current is the hitosuxamide. And then you have the one that acts on the GABA. So if you remember, the GABA is an inhibitory neurotransmitter. So you want to uh, prolong the action of the inhibitory uh, neurotransmitter if you want to reduce um, the the seizures. And so benzodiazepine, Dr. Gillis already talked about them when she talked about the sedative and the anxiolytic. Phenobarbital, it's also a sedative uh, drug. Gabapentin and um, tiagabine. So here it's kind of easy to remember those names because they have GABA in their, in their name. So you know the one that has GABA, most likely they are going to act on the GABA <laughs> uh, system. And this is another slide showing, again, by mechanism of action, which drugs are working. So on prolonging the inactivation of the voltage-dependent sodium channel. So as I said, the voltage-dependent uh, channel just prolongs the, uh, prolongates the, um, the, action, the action potential. So if you uh, inactivate them, if, if you prolonge their inactivation, because they, they switch from a, an um, open stage to an activate stage. And if you remember um, the principle, you have channels that are in the membrane, and those channels, when they open, allows the ion to go through um, the membrane. And when you have a depolarization, there is a massive entry of either sodium or calcium through those um, either sodium channel or the voltage-gated uh, calcium channel. Um, and then the third uh, classes of drug, as I said, are the ones that act on the GABA potentiation. And they are categorized in different um, mechanisms of action because there are different ways to prolong the activity of the GABA. 
It can be that they bind to the GABA receptor, such as the benzodiazepine, the barbiturates, and topiramids. They directly bind to the GABA receptor, and so they are going to act as an agonist and produce the same effect as if it was the GABA who was binding to its receptor. Then you have the one that increase the GABA signaling by increasing the release from the vesicle, from the presynaptic vesicle, and the one that increase um, the release of GABA is called gabapentin or neurontin, if you heard about neurontin. Then you have uh, agents that are acting on the GABA signaling by reducing the uptake. So after the GABA is released in the synaptic cleft, the GABA binds to its receptor, but the binding is not you know, lasting forever. So at some point, it's released from the receptor and can be reuptake to the presynaptic site. So this one uh, that uh, reduced the reuptake, that means it's going to leave the GABA longer into the synaptic cleft. And that's the case for uh, tiagabine. And then finally, the last one is the one that is going to reduce the degradation. So if you reduce the degradation, that means you have more GABA that's going to be restored in the vesicle, and then the GABA can be released during the action potential. And that's the case for um, vigabatrin. Is it, do you see well on the screen or do you want less light? Yes. Mm. Where is the light? Yeah. Yes. Um, I don't see where to. If you uh, reduce the, the reuptake, so the GABA first is released from the presynaptic site here, from the vesicle, and you see you have the GABA here. And then after it acts on the, on the postsynaptic receptor, it has to be reuptaken to the presynaptic site and then restored into the vesicle. So if you block the reuptake here, then you make more GABA available for the receptor down there. And I, I'm going to show you um, this little video from uh, Goodman and Gilman, and maybe it's going to make more sense. <laughs>
So here is the video. This animation um, illustrates the action of butyric acid, which is commonly referred to as GABA. GABA is the most common inhibitory neurotransmitter in the central nervous system. The receptors for GABA are targets for a wide variety of neuroactive drugs, including sedatives, hypnotics, ethanol, general anesthetics, anesthetic steroids, and anti-seizure medications. The actions of some of these agents are illustrated in this animation. GABA is a monocarboxylic omega amino acid that is synthesized from glutamic acid and GABAergic neurons by the enzyme glutamic acid decarboxylase. GABA is also taken up by neurons via the GABA transporter GAT1. Cytosolic GABA is then transported into storage vesicles by specific vesicular transporters. Release of GABA from vesicles into the synaptic cleft occurs upon depolarization of the presynaptic cell membrane, whereupon GABA binds to its receptors on the postsynaptic and presynaptic cell membranes. GABA has three subtypes of receptors. The most prominent subtype is the ionotropic GABA-A receptor, which is a multi-subunit, ligand-gated, chloride ion channel that causes rapid hyperpolarization of the cell membrane when GABA binds. The metabotropic GABA-B receptor is a G-protein-coupled receptor that is linked to GI, a G-protein that inhibits adenyl cyclase, activates potassium channels, and reduces calcium conductance. Presynaptic GABA-B receptors are autoreceptors that inhibit release of GABA and other neurotransmitters. The third GABA receptor subtype, GABA-C, is a ligand-gated chloride channel that is functionally and pharmacologically distinct from the GABA-A receptor subtype. The action of GABA in the synaptic cleft is terminated by reuptake into the presynaptic nerve terminal by the GAT1 GABA transporter. Once inside the nerve terminal, GABA can be transported into storage vesicles or degraded by GABA transaminase, GABA-T, and succinic semi-aldehyde dehydrogenase. Some of the drugs used to treat epilepsy, such as tiagabine, bagabitrin, and valproate, enhance GABA synaptic transmission by inhibiting the reuptake or breakdown of GABA as described later in this animation. The benzodiazepines are drugs used as sedatives, hypnotics, and as anti-epileptics. They include clonazepam, chlorazepam, diazepam, and lorazepam, and a number of other agents. These agents enhance the effects of GABAergic neurons by binding to a site on the GABA-A receptor that is distinct from the binding site for GABA. Binding of benzodiazepines enhances chloride influx when GABA binds the GABA-A receptor. In the absence of GABA, these agents have no effect on chloride ion influx. The barbiturates were once widely used as sedative hypnotics and were the first effective anti-seizure medications. Phenobarbital is still widely used as an anti-seizure medication, and other barbiturates are used as anesthetics. Barbiturates are thought to act by binding to the GABA-A receptor at a site distinct from the binding site for GABA and potentiating chloride 
many drugs with anesthetic properties, including so propofol, if you heard the Michael Jackson story, you know what it is. Ethanol, That's the mechanism of action. Part the prevent similar to that of the barbiturates by binding to the GABA A receptor and increasing chloride flux when GABA binds. Diagabine is an anti-seizure drug that inhibits the reuptake of GABA from the synapse by blocking the GABA transporter, GAP1. This prolongs the effect of GABA that is released into the synapse by GABAergic neurons. The gabatrin is an anti-seizure drug that enhances the release of GABA from GABAergic neurons by inhibiting the enzyme GABA transaminase, the first enzymatic step in the breakdown of GABA. Although the anti-seizure drug valproate is thought to act primarily through its effects on voltage-gated sodium and calcium ion channels, it also appears to increase concentrations of GABA in the brain by stimulating the activity of the GABA synthetic enzyme glutamic acid decarboxylase, and by inhibiting the GABA-degrading enzymes, GABA-transaminase and succinic semi-aldehyde dehydrogenase. So, you have the link if you want to replay it. <laughs> um. Yep. No, you have to know what is on the slide, but it was just, you know, to make it maybe better in the explanation and, you know, more visual. <laughs> um, and so, as I said, you have older and newer uh, anti-epileptic drug. And so the um, older generation, the advantages is that they've been used for many years. And so we know, you know, how to use them. They have proven their efficacy. Of course, because they are, you know, older ones, they are inexpensive because the patent has already expired. And the, also the way that the lab can monitor them, it's, it's, more, uh, it's more rapid than uh, with the newer one. Now the disadvantages of those anti-epileptic is that uh, they have a lot of adverse effects, so they have a great, greater uh, incidence of adverse effects. They need to be monitored for their adverse effects, so they have a narrow therapeutic index, so you have to uh, monitor the serum level of the patient. And um, there is also a lot of uh, potential drug uh, interaction because they are acting on the, the sleep enzymes. And also they are uh, teratogenic, so they cannot be used in a pregnant woman. And so Dr. Tang, what he says in terms of his practice is that, okay, they are great in terms of getting the lab result really quick, but you know, on the other hand, you have more adverse effects and they are more, um, more difficult to work with in terms of the, the nar narrow therapeutic index. But in some case, um, and because also of the cost effectiveness, they are still uh, widely used. So the first one is uh, phenytoin and the brand name is uh, Dilentin. The, uh, so phenytoin is um, active against all forms of seizure except absence seizure. Um, the most commonly used is, a, of course, it's an oral formulation, but there are also uh, IV formulation. And um, it's also an antiarrhythmic. So next quarter, when we'll talk about the cardiac uh, drug, you will see it again. Uh, so, as an indication, is used for uh, cardiac uh, dysarrhythmia. 
common adverse effects. So as I said, those older generation has a lot of adverse effects. Essentially, uh, of course, it's central uh, nervous system. Uh, since it crosses the blood-brain barrier, you know, most of the adverse effects are going to be on the central nervous system. Um, the most commonly one is called nystagmus. I don't know if you know what it is, but it's a back and forth movement of the eyes. Then ataxia and diplopia, where you have a double vision, and uh, vertigo. Because it also has some uh, anti-arrhythmic property, one of the adverse effects is, of course, to produce arrhythmia. So it's kind of uh, paradoxal, but most of the antiarrhythmic can cause arrhythmia. Um, and then uh, hypotension. It, it can also cause uh, gingival hyperplasia and arthritism. I don't know if you know what it is. It's just the growing of the of hair. Um, and it's teratogenic, so totally contraindicated in women who are uh, willing to have um, children. Now the drug interaction, uh, as you remember from your principal, <laughs> I already mentioned during that time, but you didn't know what it was. <laughs> um, so phenytoin is heavily bound to um, the plasma protein. So what is the consequence of that? Do you remember what happened if it's? Yeah, it can have interaction because uh, if there is, if the patient is taking another drug that also binds to the plasma protein, um, they can, you know, they are going to compete to the same uh, substrates. So drug interaction, and you can have higher level of one or the other drug depending who's binding, who is the strongest to bind to the plasma protein. And um, induction of enzymatic enzymes. So what does an inducer do? If you remember in terms of drug interaction. So, so reduce the plasma concentration of the other one and that means you have to adjust the dosage of the other drug. Um, also has a non-linear uh, pharmacokinetic. So what does it mean is that instead of having, you know, uh, when you increase the dose, you also have an increase in elimination. In that case, it's not, it's not linear, so a small increase in the dose can cause a high increase in the plasma concentration and you have a higher risk of toxicity. And also because it has a narrow therapeutic index, that's why uh, you have to monitor for, uh, for those drugs. Um, and then you can have saturation of the, the, the enzyme as well. Another older um, anti-epileptic drug is carmabazepine. Uh, it's also used for uh, most of the seizure, but not used for absence seizure. And it's most commonly used for treating um, trigemal neurology and bipolar disorder. However, it's still used to treat um, epilepsy as well. Adverse effect has fewer adverse effects compared to phenobarbital or phenytoin, but it doesn't mean it doesn't have any uh, adverse effect. And um, so same central nervous system adverse effects, same as for uh, phenytoin. The serious adverse effects are the hematological adverse effect. It can cause uh, neutropenia, uh, anemia, and uh, throm thrombocytopenia. So patient also has to monitor their uh, blood cell count just to make sure there is no uh, problem with the bone marrow suppression. 
um, can cause water retention, rash, and it's also teratogenic, so not uh, recommended for uh, women who are uh, willing to be pregnant. They have to switch in that case, you know, it's more, it's more difficult for them if they're on carbamazepine and then they want to have child, they have to switch to uh, a newer uh, generation of anti-epileptic drug. It's also uh, an inducer of the sip enzyme, so I also talk about it during the principle, I also mention it. Now you know its mechanism of action and then all the adverse effects and indication. Um, yeah, and so for women who are uh, taking oral contraceptive, you might want to give a higher dose in order to avoid an accidental uh, pregnancy. Valproic acid or Depakote. Uh, so this one, as I said, it acts on the sodium on the sodium channel, but it also binds to the voltage-gated channel. It also inactivates the voltage-gated uh, channel. And this one, because of that, can be used for all the seizure, all type of seizure. It's uh, also effective against absent seizure. It's less effective than carbamazepine for partial uh, seizure. Uh, it's also used for bipolar disorder. Yeah. It's like when, you know, like it's very short seizure and, you know, you can see the kids, they just at some point, they just like absent and they just, you know, lose their, for, for a little bit. Because that one not only by, not only inactivate the sodium channel, but also inactivate the calcium channels. That's the only one that act, you know, act on both, on both channels. So it's effective against uh, absent seizure as well. Um, adverse effects can cause GI adverse effect, but it's transient. Um, hepatotoxicity, so it's important to monitor the hepatic enzyme because it's rare, but it can be uh, fatal. So it's important to monitor um, the liver function, especially at the beginning of the treatment, because those um, liver failure can occur like within two months after the start of the treatment. And um, also, uh, it's worth when it's used uh, in combination with other uh, anti-epileptic uh, drugs, especially in younger children. It's also teratogenic. Um, and then other complication, you don't have to know all of this, you know, remember like the major one. As I said, when you study all those adverse effects, try to remember the one that are frequent but specific to the drug, you know, like GI, it's almost, unless it's a sign of toxicity. If you see, you know, it's like the first sign of the toxicity, it's important to know if the patients start to vomit, that it's a sign of toxicity. But the most important one are the ones that are rare but can be fatal. Because as future nurses, you are gonna be the one to, you know, administering the drug and you have to know what's, you know, what's happening and what you have to do if you see those signs with, you know, those drugs that has very uh, severe adverse effect. Um, and then drug interaction, again, they are inducer of the sip enzyme. Now, uh, ethosuximides, this one um, acts on the calcium channel doesn't act on the sodium channel. So if you remember the first slide, this one was by itself that was inactivating the calcium channel. And so this one is also for absent seizure. 
And it's actually uh, the drug of choice because it has fewer adverse effects compared to valproic acid. Um, so generally, devoid of adverse effect and interaction, so it's a better, um, better drug. Can cause dizziness, drowsiness, GI, and also in some cases can cause bone marrow suppression. And the Steven Johnson syndrome, if you remember from your antimicrobial, same syndrome that can be caused with, uh, with this drug. So again, it's a, it's a rare but severe um, adverse effect. And has minimal drug interaction because it doesn't um, induce the hepatic enzyme. Phenobarbital, so it's a barbiturate. And there is another barbiturate, which is um, primidone. And so primidone is actually metabolized in the liver into phenobarbital. So it's like uh, pro-drug in some ways. You know, primidone is not the active form. It's just after being metabolized, it's going to be um, metabolized into phenobarbital. Uh, this one is effective against um, most of the seizures. Uh, adverse effects of phenobarbital is also a sedative drug, so it's one of the you know, most uh, frequent adverse effects is the sedation. Uh, physical dependence of barbiturates can cause uh, physical dependence, and they are teratogenic also. And so toxicity again, phenobarbital is a neurotherapeutic index, so you have to monitor the, the plasma level. And um, the overdose can cause uh, CNS depression and actually the death result from um, depression of respiration. So it's like propofol and depriven, and we all know uh, what was the result of the death for Michael Jackson is because he got uh, Depriven, and that was uh, an overdose of Depriven. Extensive drug-drug interaction with phenobarbital, again, it's, um, it's an inducer of the CYP enzyme, so um, uh, seems as the other older um, anti-epileptic drug. Benzodiazepine, you saw it la yeah, last week with Dr. Gillis, so they are sedative, anxiolytic, but they can also be used, some of them can be used for the treatment of uh, epilepsy. Uh, so they act on the GABA signaling. Their indication they can use um, as an adjunctive agent to other uh, anti-epileptic drugs. And um, unfortunately, they cause you know, sedation and tolerance, and also they have some abuse potential. And that was also in the Michael Jackson case. I will bring the, the toxicology report and we'll discuss all the drugs that they, uh, they found. And they have like a timeline of all the drugs he received. So we'll do a case study on it <laughs> at the end uh, of class. So clonazepam uh, is the, the benzodiazepine um, that is commonly used for um, treatment of myoclonic seizure in, in children, but it's like a second or third um, line of aging. Now the newer generation, the, advent the advantages, um, they are effective for a broader spectrum of seizure type. Um, they have fewer adverse effects, so that's a big advantage. They have fewer adverse effects. They don't induce the CYP enzyme. Um, 
the monitoring of the plasma level are usually unnecessary and they are safer in pregnancy. So for um, women who are willing to have kids, that would be the drug of choice. Disadvantage, less clinical experience. So some are still not in an experimental stage, but you know, again, when they are marketed, they realize that they are not as good as they were during the clinical trial. Um, much more expensive because some are still under patent, so they are more expensive. Um, the efficacy, it's equivalent, it's not clear if they are uh, superior to the uh, older generation, but really the main advantage is the adverse effects and the drug interaction. And so the serum level take longer to check, but sometimes it doesn't, you know, it's not necessary to check them, so it's not as important as for the, the older generation. Among the newer one, you have the pyramids, and I don't know if you heard about that one, Topamax. I don't know if any of you has migraine, but it's also used for the treatment of migraine. And why women like it so much is that one of the adverse effects is weight loss. So a lot of women with migraine are actually asking to get Topamax. <laughs> um, so as an anti-epileptic. Uh, the spectrum, they are a broad spectrum of effectiveness. They are used for partial and generalized seizure. Uh, they can be used as monotherapy. And uh, as I said, they, they are used for the migraine uh, prophylaxis. And so next quarter, we'll talk about migraine uh, therapy. Yeah? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, it's, it's well tolerated, I don't know why, probably act on some central uh, receptor and metabolize, you know, like affect the metabolism. Uh, so well tolerated, adverse effects, of course, you know, the one that are related to the central nervous system, uh, ataxia, diplopia, somnolence some GI uh, effects and um, a rare adverse effect is can cause metabolic acidosis and um, so you have to start low and then gradually uh, taper the dose up. That's mostly the case with all the newer agents, so you start with a low dose and then you increase uh, little by little until you reach uh, the most effective uh, dose. Oxcarbazepine, it's a derivative of carbazepine, but it has a better uh, tolerability, and it's uh, approved as monotherapy for partial uh, seizure. Adverse effect, fewer adverse effects compared to carbazepine, and it does not induce uh, the CYP enzyme, so that's an advantage compared to carbazepine. Lamotrigine or Lamictal, this one is used for um, partial and generalized seizure, also indicated as a monotherapy. Adverse effects, as you see, you know, when you do your study guide or if you do your table, if you can see, they are almost all of them have the same adverse effects. So if you know them for one, you know them for all of them. Just try to see which one has something different. <laughs> uh, drug and drug interaction. Um, they can, um, some drug can have their uh, uh, half-life reduced. Um, actually, no, and 
enzymatic inducer will reduce the half-life of uh, lamotrigine and the inhibitor is going to increase the half-life but I think now you all understood the concept of inducer and inhibitor enzymatic inducer and um, so this is um, carbamazepine this is valproic acid, uh, phenytoin, and this one, I don't know, his, his slide, I should ask him <laughs> what's his, oh, phenobarbital, yeah. Gabapentin or neurontin, uh, it's used as an adjunctive or monotherapy for partial uh, seizure, and it's actually also used for uh, peripheral uh, neuropathy, and I was myself, experimenting the effect of gabapentin because I had um, sciatic pain and so they were they gave me uh, gabapentin but I have too much adverse like uh, sedation I was like very uh, <laughs> I had a lot of somnolence so I, I quit <laughs> uh, and I had to taper you know they tried to taper up the dose and start it with a low dose but it didn't work well for me. Uh, I think for seizure, you know, it's a different mechanism. Probably my my problem was not severe enough to um, be uh, on neurontin. <laughs> uh, drug interaction is minimal. No, levirazepam or Kepra? Yeah. Yeah. So it's um, phenotiazine, carbamazepine, phenobarbital, and valproic acid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what happened? You don't know how to sell them. I got carbamazepine. 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 Just look at the previous. What's <laughs> PHT? Phenytoin, phenytoin, and then phenobarbital. <laughs> Look at your first slide, you have all the names on the front. <laughs> yeah, so Kepra. This one is FDA approved for adjunctive therapy, um, but it's also used off-label as a mother therapy, and so that's what Dr. Tang told me, is that actually, even if it's only approved by the FDA as an adjunct therapy, it works very well, and it's one of his favorite drugs for uh, epilepsy. So, uh, it has fewer adverse effects and actually has good results for treating uh, epilepsy. It's very effective. So it's used for partial seizure and general seizure. And it's, of course, an oral formulation, but there are also some uh, IV preparation that are available. And it's not metabolized by the hepatic enzyme, so it has fewer uh, drug interaction. And this table is just summarized uh, which one are like the traditional or the older um, anti-epileptic drug, the one that are used either for partial or primary uh, generalized seizure. And then if you look at absence seizure, you only have two drugs that are used for absence seizure. 
all of the other are you know active against all type of seizure and depending on their adverse effect and how the patient um, respond to it then the physician is going to decide which one and sometimes they have to switch if the patient doesn't respond anymore to one of those drugs they will switch to another one um, yeah Uh, so, yeah, lamotrigine is one of the best, uh, yeah, lamotrigine, and topiramid are the ones that are used. It can also, uh, sometimes, yeah, it can increase the risk of suicide, yeah. That is not really understood, yeah. So any question on the anti-epileptic drugs? So we're gonna take a break and then we'll do on um, diabetes. <laughs>